0: Well, praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here with our Romans teaching. We're in chapter 3. Get your Bibles. Follow along with us. I'm sure the Lord has something to say to you today. He's been very good to us in what he's been teaching us here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. and We just finished our Determined Camp Meeting 2018 and Thursday night through Sunday morning. I tell you what, I tell you, you, it just, man, if it gets any better than that, it'll be the rapture. And uh, I just thank God for His increase of everything He's offering us today. And uh, we have to get it all through our growth in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and I, I want you to, if you can, if you have time, I pray that you would go back and avail yourself to all these teachings on this Romans teaching uh, on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. You can get them all there. There's, uh, I have it written here, 23 parts in chapter 1. <clears throat> There's 11 parts in chapter 2, and today we're in part 8. Of Chapter Three, and man, this letter to the Roman Church got sixteen chapters in it. So, we're, we're, the rapture is probably going to happen before we get through with this great letter. But we're going to be blessed on our journey through this this particular letter to this church because it's to us. It's to all the church, and and I'm excited to know that and to be able to share those things with you. Uh, we're just we're just uh, beside ourselves in all the things the Lord is saying, all the things the Lord is doing in these last days, how He is brightening that path of the just and, and giving us more and more light, more and more joy and peace, and all that that package of salvation brings. And I really I want to encourage you one more time to go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and there you'll find all of our worship services our Galatians ongoing, presently teaching. And every Monday and Thursday I record in the mornings and uh, I'm trying to do it live at 8.15 and uh, trying to get in the the routine of that. It's hard to step into that and be uh, committed uh, to that concretely and that's what I like to do if I'm going to do something is just flat out just do it and keep on doing it. So we'll get there Uh, But get your Bibles, and let's look in chapter 3 of the great book of Romans. In last session, we talked about verse 19 that Paul writes, Now we know that what thing soever the law says, it says to them. It's not the we, it's them who are under the law. Because we as Christians, if our faith remains in the cross are under grace. When we accepted Christ, we were pr- removed from grace. I mean, I'm sorry. We were delivered from the law, removed from the law. The guilt, the shame, uh, everything contrary to us written in the law was crucified with Christ in Him. And we were placed under grace where we listen to the Spirit of God lead us according to the truth He's able to teach us. And only those under the law will continue to teach the law because the law is speaking to them and they they are therefore declaring the law. And you and I, as long as our faith, we, those who follow Paul's writings in the context they were written, will find ourselves not under law but under grace, not listening to law but listening to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, lead us in the truth of God's Word. And we will find ourselves growing. We will find ourselves uh, increasing in the will of God for our lives. And that's what we need to be doing. So he says that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. The law was sent here to show us that the, uh, that the offense is huge. It's bigger than we can ever uh, overcome by ourselves. The offense is the guilt and the shame of sin. And the law was given, I've got it written here, the law entered in Romans 5.20, the law entered that the offense might abound that the offense might abound. And we would see how overwhelmed we are with guilt and shame at not being able to keep the law. And not just the Ten Commandments that which no one has ever kept but Christ, but even the laws and the regulations and the rules that men give their own selves. Today, we can't keep anything because that's just how pitiful we are but the Holy Spirit dwelling in us as believers in Christ and His sacrificial work will continue to teach us the Word of God in that avenue so that He can continue the work. See, He won't teach you something He can't work in and He can't work in something He's not teaching you. And all He's going to teach you is the truth because that's all He works in. Psalms 33, 4, write it down. For the Word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Praise God. It's good to know that. It's good to be a Bible believer. And he's saying all these things to this particular church he's writing to is because there's Jewish Christians, Gentile Christians and the Jewish Christians are still trying to hold to the law. And don't don't condemn them, don't blast them because we do the same thing as the New Covenant Church of Jesus Christ. Every bandwagon of false doctrine, every wind of false doctrine that blows through town, we grab the bags, honey, come on, let's get on. It's the purpose-driven wagon. It's the blab it and grab it. It's the confess it and you can have it. It's, it's all these things that our faith gets moved from the cross to these things. It could even be in praise and worship, prayer, fasting. Anything you move your faith from the cross to, you've just eliminated the path where grace comes to you through. Oh, these things may sound good and they may produce a form of what appears to be godliness. But without faith in the cross, there is a denial in our works of God. Titus 1.16 Somebody's getting it now. I see that you're getting it. Without our faith in the cross, the only avenue in which God works, it turns into our works, the only avenue in which God cannot work. Think about that. God only honors what God does. That's why he gave us his spirit so that what he did in Christ At the cross to reconcile us by our faith, He moved inside of us so that He could work through us. It ain't about your works, honey. It's about His working through you. For that's where the the gold and the silver are going to come from. Everything we do without Him is the wood, hay, and stubble going to burn up at the judgment, at the judgment seat of Christ. So somebody's hearing me today. This is helping somebody today. And this is what the church needs to be hearing today. about this. Can I share with you this today? Just earlier in this office, the Lord reminded me, this really didn't remind me, told me something that I really had never thought of. He told me since I gave the apostle Paul the revelation of the cross, which is the only avenue through which my righteousness comes to you, then that means I gave Paul, the apostle, the revelation of all my word. Think about that. Think about that. The avenue of Christ and Him crucified is the only avenue through which righteousness comes. And I'm sharing this with you because we're about to jump in to Paul's most favorable topic, righteousness. Think about that. We're about to jump right into a boatload of discussion about righteousness and since the Lord gave the Apostle Paul the revelation through which righteousness comes, Galatians 221, 20, 2 rather, Galatians 2.21, which is the death of Jesus, the sacrificial work of Christ. Galatians 5 and 21, He that knew no sin became our sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I I hope you're hearing that today, that it's only through your faith in the cross that righteousness comes initially and that righteousness comes daily as fruits that we bear as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in the path of righteousness. There's only one path that God leads in. It's the path of righteousness through faith in what gives us the light of that path, the salvation of that path, the the victory that comes through Christ in Him crucified. Think about that. And if the Lord gave Paul, the apostle, the revelation of what really happened at Calvary, and he did. It's in Romans 6, 7, and 8. He gave it to him, and you find it all throughout his writings then that really means because the Lord gave Paul the apostle the revelation of the only avenue through which righteousness comes being that of the cross of Christ, that means because Proverbs 8 and 8 says, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness pertaining to the avenue of righteousness, pointing to Christ and Him. All the words of my mouth, God said. You need to write that down. You you need to cling to that. You need to take this with you today. You need to take this with you to social media, minister. You need to take this with you to your workplace. When we begin to share this, that everything God has ever said, He's spoken, In righteousness, that means in the context of the gospel, through the cross. He started with the slain lamb from before the foundation of the world, and when Jesus comes riding on that white horse, his name written on his thigh is the word of God, and his vesture is is one that's been dipped in blood. See, you can't separate the Word of God from the blood of Jesus because that is the avenue of righteousness which Jesus will reign for a thousand years on this earth. But go back to this point the Lord gave me this morning. God didn't just give Paul, the apostle, the revelation of the cross. He gave the apostle Paul the revelation of the entirety of the Bible. Think about that. He opened the revelation to Paul because, see, it won't come without the cross. It won't come without the cross. If the only avenue of righteousness is the gospel, which is the death of Jesus, which is the truth, then don't tell me that every message does not have to point to Calvary If we're using God's Word, because God's Word is only found, experienced, obtained. And fear comes only when it's believed, when it's heard in its righteous context. Think about that. For when it's heard in its righteous context, faith comes. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. If our faith is not overcoming, yes, it's because something's wrong with our faith. Paul would say it this way, examine yourself. Make sure you're in the faith. The faith is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us, Galatians 2.20. It's the faith that comes, and when that faith comes, that perfect faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and his faith that we live by today is a perfect faith. We're not perfect, but his faith does a perfect work. Think about that. See, that's one of the messages that came out in our camp meeting that so many would not come to and not pay attention to. Oh, bless their darling hearts. Jesus was born in a barn, in a, in a manger. No one even cared. No, Moses was building an ark. No, I'm sorry, Moses. Noah was building an ark. <laughs> Noah was building an ark. Noah had brothers and sisters Genesis chapter 5, verse 30, he had brothers and sisters he wasn't able to influence, but thank God they weren't able to influence him either. Thank God for these ministers that will just be determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified. And when you become determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified, It'll be because you've accepted and subjected yourself to this truth, this great gospel where nothing else will work. You will admit it. You will also as a minister admit everything you thought worked in the past did not work. We're not just in a season now where it's about the message of the cross. God has never had another message. He's never had another message. All the words of His mouth are in righteousness. And righteousness is only revealed in that promise given in the garden to Adam and Eve about a coming seed of the woman, the Redeemer that would redeem them. Therein is righteousness found. Abraham found it. Glory to God. Let me tell you, the, 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 the big, huge things and the most popular names is not where God is working God is working in the least likely places that the religious men of our world today would ever notice or even accept. They would drive by your little storefront church where you're in there preaching the power of God, the message of the cross, where God is found working in you through your faith in that and they would turn their noses up and say they should just shut that down and move into our stuff. Well, they don't have anything going on if they're not preaching this gospel. I'm talking about not just for initial salvation, but our faith as Christians has to be in the cross of Jesus Christ if we're going to walk in faith because faith still comes by hearing God's Word in its righteous context. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith that comes by hearing to faith that comes by hearing in its righteous context that comes by hearing. Somebody's grabbing a hold of this today. Somebody's getting some of this today. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's causing us as His people to to grab a hold of the cross and then all the things we've cling to will let go. You can't let go of the the things that you need to let go of until you cling to the cross. You can't let go until you cling, reach, and grab for the cross, my friend. In your reaching and grabbing for the cross you will be letting go of all those things that have held you and brought a snare into your life and held you in bondage and you thought you could praise your way out. You thought you could pray your way out. You thought you could give your way out. You thought you could fast your way out of that sin, that bondage. Oh, my friend, you were wrong and in your heart you know you were wrong because that sin still holds you captive with dominion unless you've brought it to Calvary the Bible says bringing every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God every vain imagination bringing every one of those thoughts to the obedience of Jesus Christ not our obedience to his obedience because there we only find victory in his obedience unto death praise God this is good stuff I get beside myself teaching it and I thank God for all the the new folks coming on board out there man, grabbing their Bibles, coming on board hearing the gospel, stirring in their hearts oh, I know what it's like to be in a church and when the gospel comes forth, we tune it out because we're all into the prophetic now oh, we're all into the apostolic now oh, we're all into these things now and we just need a personal word from a prophet oh, let me tell you something If you want a personal word from a prophet, get in the word of God. It's prophetic. And listen, Revelation 19.10 says the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, not the testimony of what you're going to get or what you're going to have. The testimony, if you'll just come back to the testimony of Jesus, which is the testimony of what he did at Calvary for you the testimony of what he did at Calvary, for you'll find yourself in a place that you've not been. You'll, or you, at least you hadn't been since you were born again because you were there when you started. But I know what it's like to move away from the cross and, and grab a hold and, and, and gravitate to all these men and, oh, who we think they are and all their writing and what we think we can get out of that. Oh, it distracts us from the cross. It's not the Lord. If it distracts us from the cross, it's not the Lord because the revelation of God's Word can only be found in its context and in its power and the true hearing of faith that brings true grace in which we can stand will be in its righteous context. That means through our faith in the cross. See, I've been saying it for years that if our faith is not in the living word and what he did at Calvary, the written word will have no meaning for us, no power for us. And now, I've said that for years, but now the Lord has given us scripture for that. That's what he does. He bears witness with other scriptures and that revelation just keeps getting stronger and stronger so that your faith can be strengthened and the, the, path, the light of that path he has you on can become brighter. Praise God for the light of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But watch this, verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, because by the law is the knowledge of sin. Every one of us, when we've drifted away from true faith and true grace... And we went back under the law and begin to believe and teach others that it's about what you do. Maybe not to get in the kingdom, but it's about what you do to find the power of God instead of just continuing to walk in that way in which you began, Colossians 2.6. As you have therefore believed, received the Lord Jesus Christ, so like so walk ye in him, just like you received him, is the only way you can walk in him. The only faith that works is the faith that saves. For Ephesians 4 says there's only one faith. That's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. He gave you the measure of that faith. You don't have some kind of different faith. No, if you do, your faith is not legitimate. It's not real. Think about that. If we're under the law, we're trying to justify ourselves. Listen, you can be justified through faith in the blood of Jesus and on your way to heaven, yet now having removed yourself from the path of the just. And God sees you in heaven at His right hand in His Son as justified, righteous, holy, complete in Him. But you are here on the earth as well. You're not just in heavenly places in Christ. You Perfect, holy, just, righteous. You're also here and you and I can leave the path of the just. So the question, it, not for the Christian, is are you just before God because through your faith in the blood of Jesus, his sacrificial work there, you've been justified and you're as justified as you will ever be. You can't be more justified. You either are or you are not. And because we are justified by faith, the question for you and me today is, is the path I'm walking on justified? Is what I'm offering God justifiable in His sight? Because if I move my faith from the cross to anything else, even the things written in God's Word, remember this very special phrase, God has only given man one object to place his faith in. That's in the death of Jesus Christ. Everything else, all the promises, we can believe God for healing, for a husband, a wife, for a ministry, for uh, whatever we need, for whatever. We believe in God for these things, but our faith should never be in those things. Our faith should never be moved from Christ and Him crucified. For there we were found in Him by God, crucified with Christ and then buried with Him and raised to newness of life with Him. Hallelujah. Think about that. Woo, would you think about that? That'll put you on overload. So we're talking about we're justified as Christians, but it's what we're offering to God justifiable in His sight. And we talked and Paul wrote about it. The wood, hay and the stubble, the things we're doing because our faith is not in the cross. We're doing them without faith in the cross. We turn to the purpose driven and we begin to do these things. And, and preachers tell us if you'll do these things you'll find the power of God. The power of God is the preaching of the cross, the Bible says. That's 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 powerful, and that's just for those who have ears to hear. Most Christians today have lost their hearing because they've been so deceitfully, deceptively moved away from the cross. We, 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 we are desensitized slowly moved away from the cross where we yet still say our faith is in the cross and we know it is for salvation but we're so deceived that we don't know we're trusting in now what that preacher told me I need to do these three things for deliverance. That I can turn on my music and and praise my way out of this sin or pray my way out of this sin or or fast my way out of this sin or, or give enough money, give my way out of this sin. No, no, no. No one can justify that in God's Word for salvation or deliverance because that's out of its righteous context. The righteous context is that we see the Word of God through the finished. Somebody say, finished. That's right. We must see God's Word through the finished work of Christ. Amen. So the question, I'm going to say it again because this is very important. The question for the child of God no longer is are you justified because you are if your faith is in the cross. The question is now... Are your actions justifiable before God? Because he is watching. He is looking. He is there. He's dealing with us. He's desiring to deal with us to get us back on the track. When Peter jumped up and got away from the Gentiles to join the ranks of the legalizers again, you can read about it in Galatians 2, the Holy Spirit moved on the apostle Paul to stand up and rebuke Peter face to face before the entire assembly there. Because that was important. It's important to God not just that you're justified and your position is in Christ at His right hand is justified, but that your path is justifiable before Him. That the fruits you're offering, the, the treasures you think you're laying up in heaven, if they're not based on that same one faith, in Christ and Him crucified, there are no treasures being laid up. There are no fruits except that which men can say, see, and Jesus said, that is your reward, here and now. But other than that, there is none. And they will burn up as wood, hay, and stubble. This is the importance of the message of the cross. For it is the only message that delivers the righteousness that speaks the righteousness of God. And we'll see that as we move into these next scriptures in Romans chapter 3. We're going to see some powerful things for those who have ears to hear. And again, that defined is those who will believe from the heart the righteousness of God's Word which they can only, we can only do if our faith is planted and not being moved from the cross. The finished work of Christ. This is so powerful, my friends. This is so needed in the body of Christ today. It's not about the preacher. It's not about a church. It's It's about Christ and His finished work. And when we're able to be found back in that place, returning by the power of the Spirit through much pain and, and and suffering yet repentance because of God's loving kindness His goodness leading us to repentance to return to our first love. When we see Him for who He is and what He is offering we will be able to cling to that cross by faith and let go of all these things that we thought we had to be and we had to do in our own strength while at the same time declaring it's all by the grace OF GOD AND IT WASN'T. GOD'S GRACE IS WHAT GOD IS DOING. SAVING, TEACHING, MINISTERING, HEALING, EVERYTHING THAT GOD DOES IS GRACE AT WORK. GOD'S GRACE IS GOD AT WORK AND GOD ONLY WORKS IN THE TRUTH. PSALMS 33, 4. AND GOD'S GRACE IS ONLY FOUND AND REVEALED IN THE TRUTH. And the truth is a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Verse 20, we didn't get very far today, but the things that were said, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. We just need to get what the Holy Spirit is giving us. We need to get this. We need to have this. This delivers not only from the bondage of sin, but it delivers us from not being able to serve God as servants of righteousness, Romans chapter 6. If if, if we're not serving the Lord as servants of righteousness, and we're not, if our faith is not in the cross alone, we can't serve God. Oh my, that we would all go to Romans chapter 6 and learn that with our faith in the cross. See, if your faith is not in the cross, you'll take that and use that as a focus on the emergent church, the apostolic prophetic church, and it's not about that. Everything's about Christ. Everything is from Him, for Him, from Him and for Him, through Him and back to Him. What part of all these things that we use God's Word for outside of the redemption plan. He's committed unto us His word of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That's the word He's committed unto us. Oh, let us shove money aside. Oh, let us shove the desire for money and fame aside and prestige and just come back to that lowly place where we're broken hearted with a willing mind just to accept the truth of God's word as it is written. He will make a way. He will then be able to build the ministry He desires you to have that you might have wasted so many years, so many years, wasted days and wasted years. He's faithful to build you, to build your family, to build your ministry, to build your church that you pastor or that you're in. He's able to do that, but first... We must come back to the truth of God's Word, the righteousness of God's Word, which is all seen through faith in the cross, every verse, every chapter, every book, faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. We're out of time. I love you enough to keep telling you the truth. Share these messages somehow on social media with folk out there. Most don't want to hear it. I've got 3,600 friends, only 1,100 have chosen to follow me. Share these. The remnant is small, but there are some that want to hear the truth of God's Word. God bless you, and until next session, stay determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.